There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I have better perspective now. Thank you. Thank you, Billy Gilman. Oh, yes. It's a nice tune that we've listened to for many, many years, and it's shaped a lot of our lives. Oh, I just went into the YouTube chat. What's going on here? Anything? Well, I don't know. What would be going on? They're, uh, they're never really active on the YouTube chat anymore. Well, they I mean, Ox is off here, so they didn't get to hear the great Billy. Oh, which is kind of funny. So what do they, they hear they instead? Just, just, just nothing? Yeah, sometimes we'll sit here and stare. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be hot to watch. <laughs> and other well, times we'll comment on what's being played. Are there some songs that you don't have to have a license to play? Yeah, like the acoustic sessions yeah, will bust licensed. out. We um, need our own band. The Cardinal you? songs. It would be nice to have a show band like Johnny Carson. Had, I think so. Gotcha. Yeah, and they could maybe be in the corner over there. Just yeah. maybe a three-piece band. We tried that with strippers. Hellcat831 says, hi, Tim. I bet Hellcat's a bad little girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably a guy oh, yeah. pretending to be a girl, <laughs> is my guess. Uh, welcome to Dotem Week here. The appliance discounter is 8 o'clock hour on TMA. Appliance discounter sponsor of the 8 o'clock hour. A segment that involves your texts, your emails, your phone calls, uh, 314-881-TMA5. That's the EDF group text inbox. Call in 636-9004-TMA and email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Courtesy of the great James Carlton. Mm. We have four tickets to tonight's Cardinals and Brewers game. And courtesy of the Cardinals, we have two tickets to next Sunday's Cardinals and Dodgers game. Clayton Kershaw on the mound against Jordan Montgomery. Could be a Jim Dandy. And the Cardinals might just be going for 10 wins in a row. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? We've seen him do it before. What, 17 in a row a couple years ago? Right, right. So I don't think 10's well, out I of the question. I got a manager fired, so if I'm all I'm not looking for 17 in a row. So he loses intentionally so he doesn't get the winning streak to lose his job? Well, a 17-game winning streak seems to be a curse for the Cardinals. Managers. Managers. Should, yeah. And team. He didn't finish that well either. Appliance <laughs> discounters wants to throw out an idea here coming up uh, for the month of May and then leading into Father's Day. Uh, get yourself a dishwasher at the lowest price. And appliance discounters will even throw in a replacement install for free. That's a Bosch dishwasher at appliance discounters. 
Uh, they have your appliance with drastically lower prices on installs, huge savings on all brands, including G, Bosch, LG, Samsung, Frigidaire, and Thermador. Interest-free financing offers are available. 80,000 square foot warehouse full of G appliances ready for delivery. Need to clear out the warehouse for new deliveries right now? Get the lowest prices of the year. Digital pricing adjusted to beat all competitors' prices every day. And remember, you can always shop online at theappliancediscounters.com. Let them know you're a TMA listener. Appliance Discounters, your hometown appliance source, featuring major brands like Bosch. They're online at theappliancediscounters.com. They're in Baldwin, Maplewood, St. Charles, Concord Plaza, and Carondelet. It is the Appliance Discounters online at theappliancediscounters.com. Um, shove it, plow, feather. We are very active. That's from Denver Miller's bottom. Oh, I got that the YouTube chat. Yeah, Denver Miller was, was my basketball coach in high school Who? and baseball. Denver Miller, legendary high school basketball coach. I I never heard. At, at one point, I think he had more wins than any other high school coach in the country, maybe, because he was there forever. Denver Miller. It's still odd that he would have a uh, an email name, Denver Miller's <laughs> bottom. <laughs> That's odd. Also a math teacher. Very good one, too. I never had him, but I guess he must have been. He was there for a long, long time. Uh, good morning. Turned on my first birds game in 2023 last night, and holy hell, Burleson looks like the pump plumber from Farmington. <laughs> also just tuning in, Bacon Bit Back. That's from DraftKings Cal. Bacon Bit Back. Is that Iggy? Like he's reading DraftKings Cal, points. usually a caller, now texting into the program. Oh. I would guess that's what that meant. Yeah, I'm right here, upper right-hand corner. Is that yeah. how it works on the YouTube? So, Everybody's YouTube's the same? Yeah, upper right-hand corner. Yeah, you can see him. Not a cutout. Plowhawk, lower right-hand corner. Am I'm I? across from the plowhawk. Oh, I am. Doug's up top. Different lighting. Okay. You you requested a different lighting. I, I didn't request anything. <laughs> Doug, you look like you're down. in a different universe. I just simply Not sit even down. room. My, my lighting. What's wrong with my lighting now? Not enough lights? Too much light? What is it? You're cucking the show. Ah! What it looks like. Is it too much light? Not enough. Oh, I thought we had that fixed. All right, I'm going to give you a choice from Jackson's links. All right. Would you look at that? America's most pompous baseball team is finally terrible. I read that headline somewhere, but I didn't go ahead and read the article because I've read two or three other articles very similar to that over the last week or so. Ted Lasso fans need to just accept that the show is bad now. Is it? And finally, my husband is 13 years older than me. And he's by. Oh, well, that sounds like the one the audience would much prefer to hear. A lot of, lot of, get to peel that onion back to find that one. I don't know. Are the two related? He's 13 years older and by. I don't know. I was surprised by that. But I just read whatever's put in the prompter. Um, this week we hear from Freya. You know Freya? I don't know her, no. Who's been with her husband, Jake, for 15 years okay. and married for seven. While she's had one brief relationship with a woman in the past, Freya identifies as straight. However, last year, Jake, who at 50 years old is 13 years her senior, revealed that he was bisexual. (laughs) Freya, 37, says, in terms of my sex drive, my husband and I used to be pretty equal. But as he's gotten older, his libido has dipped while mine has gone off. What'll happen? If you're interested in gentlemen? No, for anyone who gets older. Ah, yeah. For any man who gets older. I wasn't actually too surprised when Jake told me he was bi. Now we're trying to work out what that means for our marriage. Here, Freya shares some frank discussions with her partner, as well as how they match up their differing desires when it comes to shex. 
Saturday. Today is our last day on holiday. You like that? No. Oh. We already know it's coming out of England, right? Worst. Yeah, it's from Metro.co.uk. We've spent the week in Rhodes, Greece, drinking wine and eating euros. Mmm, fattening up for the slaughter. It sounds like it. <sighs> Being away means we're felt more relaxed, and tonight, as we enjoyed a pre-dinner cocktail on the balcony of our apartment, we got talking about our marriage. Last May, Jake told me he was bisexual and would be keen to have a threesome with a trans woman. I was open and considering our options. We're not naive. A sex life where you've been together that long needs work. But just after Jake came out, his dad got very sick and died soon after. And with that, well, life got in the way. So we've actually haven't talked much more about his sexuality until tonight. With a bit of Dutch courage. What does that mean? I I think that's offensive. I condemn it. Let me break this down for you real quick. You know who's upset? Dick Van Dyke. I agree. If you're a Dutchman, you don't want to hear that Dutch courage nonsense. With a bit of Dutch courage, I admitted that I'd be more keen on opening up our marriage sexually rather than actually having a threesome. I love the idea of meeting a random stranger in a hotel bar and having sex. Speak to me. Gosh. Tell me what you see. Getting enough drops in there? Who's your boys? Oh, don't don't be mad at everyone. (laughs) I got to look up Dutch courage. I don't even want to look it up. Courage from a drink. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? I think that's offensive. Did you look that up? I did. I was worried, I'm offended. Worried about an yeah. urban dictionary definition. Lic- that <laughs> Liquid about. courage, they call it. It's also a restaurant in Baltimore. Uh-huh. Really? Yep. Yep. Gin-focused bar. God, I can't do gin. I love gin. We have both said from the beginning of our relationship that while we love each other, we can separate sex from love. But Jake said he's not sure if he could cope with the jealousy of having a one-on-one sex with another man. So we're very much still in the talking stages. But it's good that we're talking. Yeah. That's from Saturday. I hear Sunday. We flew home together and arrived back at our flat just in time to watch the football together curled up on the sofa. It's always a flat. God, that sentence right there. Never a house. Makes me never want to go to England. Right. We support the same football team, and it's something that throughout our marriage we've always made an effort to watch together. Our team won, and I did initiate celebratory sex, but Jake was too tired and a bit drunk. He'd had a few beers whilst watching, so we just fell asleep. Yeah. I don't really let our differing libidos bother me, even if we don't have sex. Jake always reminds me how much he loves me. That's nice. It's Jake. I like kittens and bunnies. Yeah. This is where she takes a turn. Monday. Jake's still hungover. <laughs> Jake's still asleep. You don't recover as quickly at 50. <laughs> Jake works night shifts and weekends while I have a very busy social life, so we don't have as much sex as we like. Annoyingly, Jake also prefers morning sex, whereas I get horny in the evenings. Today, I was working in the office, so apart from a few quick cuddles between snooze of the alarm, sex wasn't on the menu. Mm. Someone once suggested that we should schedule sex. That gives me the ick. You like that term, gives me the ick? No, I don't care for it. I'd rather do it once a month and it be spontaneous and good than twice a week on a set day and time and it be vanilla. I agree with, uh, what's this lady's name? Freya. Freya. Thank Freya, you, Jackson. Yeah. Tuesday, another no sex day. Sigh. Oh. First, I'm a sex addict. Is she okay. writing this to anybody or just put it out there? I don't know what I'm reading. It's, it's all it's made a, up. It's, it's a so day journal. Cubicle. It, this is part of, be a day journal. This is part of Metro's uh, <laughs> uh, How I Do It section where they spend seven days with a stranger talking about their sex life. <laughs> all I know, Jackson, is I hope that there's a payoff coming. Uh. Uh oh. Well, then why would you suggest this link? Did you, like... did you read the how good the headline is? He's the headline 13 may be years wonderful, old. but I'm now on. I'm reading these people's week. <laughs> <laughs> they they cuddled on the on the on the couch while watching the telly and football. We don't need to know that. 
I, just, I like to spend some time with Free and Jake. Call where's, me crazy. Where's the payoff? They watch the football game and they're <laughs> flat. Yeah. Jake has just started a block of night shifts, so I went to bed alone. However, we always make sure we're in contact, and I decided to send him a sexy selfie before bed. It's something we've always done, and it keeps things spicy. Mm. The plan is to get him hot under the collar for when he gets home. When he's working nights, Jake always sends me goodnight messages and says how much he misses me. That's one of the things I love about being married to an older man. It's not always just about sex. He knows how to be a gentleman and still enjoys wooing me, even after 15 years together. My hole <laughs> No, that's he got nothing to do with this. All right. Any more? <laughs> Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> oh, are we going to go through every day of well, the I week? Well, I mean, if it was sent as a link, I assumed it was going to have a payoff. Oh. So we, it's just a buildup. No payoff yet. <laughs> Jake got in from work at 7.30 a.m., and it turned out my sexy selfie did the trick. Result, I had to leave for work at 8 a.m., so we managed a very quick quickie. I'm pretty confident anyway, but Jake always makes me feel very sexy. And like a goddess in the bedroom, I finished on top. Oh, and I was oh. gutted when I had to go oh. to work and leave him oh. in bed. <laughs> he said it helped him to have a lovely sleep. I'm jealous of Jake. Oh. This is a dreadful article. Absolutely dreadful. Actually, I'm concerned that there isn't going to be any. I mean, I just scrolled down, yeah. and I don't, I don't really forever. see it going anywhere. Yeah, I guess the bisexual thing didn't really bother yeah. I mean, Doug, you picked this article. <laughs> I, well, I thought they were, would be decent articles. These were whittled down from thousands you could have chosen from. Yeah, but this one. Let's just read it on Balloon Party. But this one, he's 13 years older than her, Doug. It, that's the whole thing? <laughs> But so the discussion bisexual. is how how much older is too much? There's no real discussion. We're just spending a week with Jake and Freya. And I find it <laughs> charming. Okay, I don't know that I do. Good morning. Dutch courage is when you have the courage to taste the night hole of a gentleman from The Hague. The That's Hague? Wolf boy. <laughs> Where the international court is held? So. We need the little Dutch boy to text in. And that's the end of the article. <laughs> that's it. I, I pressed eject because I scrolled okay. ahead a little bit. I've never been this disappointed and in Jackson. And I got a bail on this. Yeah. I thought it was good. Well, I've been disappointed <laughs> in him in the past. Sure, I have. Never really to this extent. I thought uh, it was a charming little article. Uh, Doug, uh, would you look at that? America's most pompous baseball team is finally terrible. And Ted Lasso f- fans need to just accept that the show is bad now. Okay, maybe that. Maybe Ted Lasso. Because I wanted to, to watch the third episode. but Third season, you mean? The third season. Start... Last night, but couldn't, of course. And that's because of this article? Well, I was still fuming over the barbecue pit. Oh, yeah. And I had to join up again with Apple Plus TV. Well, how are you watching those doggies? Doggies are having problems. Doggies come free with your oh, T-Mobile. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, yeah, let me hear how bad it is. With Hollywood's writers on strike and the studios threatening to replace them with AI... We ought to be grateful for every minute of handcrafted content we get. But I've taken to letting out a sigh every week when a new Ted Lasso arrives, and my eyes head right to the episode length. 48 minutes, 58 minutes, 63 minutes. A show that began as a pleasant pandemic companion has become a weekly exercise in good-natured excess. The equivalent of a date who keeps showing up at your door with a four-foot stuffed animal. Ted Lasso's enlargement has been taken as a sign of both its growing ambition and its lack of direction, proof that it has either outgrown or lost sight of its sitcom roots. 
But humor was never the show's driving force, and over the course of its third and probably final season, the moments when it reverts to set-up punchline form have felt increasingly forced, as if it's trying to reassure its audience that it's something it never was in the first place. When it's revealed that Roy... Oh, then I'm going to get into spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to go to spoilers. Okay. Uh, Jackson, uh, you own goodorbad.com. Indeed. Um, Tam Avenue Capital Partners have invested, still waiting for a monetization strategy. Mm. Uh, what do you? What is your response to this article that I I assumed you read, but after reading the one about Jake <laughs> and Frey, I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, you know, I I get where they're coming from, where it's kind of just it doesn't have the same feel. I feel like we read an article a couple months ago, kind of saying the same thing. Maybe not a couple months because the show's only been on for like a month or so, but um, uh, an article a couple weeks ago talking about something similar, where it just doesn't have the same feel. But, like, all I know is at the end of every episode, I feel great. I have a big smile on my face. And ultimately, that's what Ted Lasso accomplishes. Really? Wants to accomplish every time. So, while, like, from a technical standpoint, it might not have as fastball as it did in the first two seasons, I am still thoroughly enjoying it. Because huh. I love the characters and I love the relationships within the show that the, that the show is built. So, you know, I get why some people might not love this season. But for me, I really do enjoy it. So that's a good recommendation. Yep. I think uh, it got high pitch right there if you're picking up a read. Yeah. So it depends on if you want to take him down on the turn or just let him keep betting India and, and take it down on the river. But the program to me, I agree with the article. I, as, uh, my wife said when we were watching last week's episode, I look forward to watching Succession. I feel like I'm watching Ted Lasso out of responsibility and hope for what it was. Mm. And I thought that was so poignant. I tweeted it out from one of my burners. Got 18 likes, too, so okay. that was fun. Well, everybody yeah. seemed to love the first oh, season. Oh, really? I'm the best broadcaster? I'm the best broadcaster? <laughs> that's, that's, I follow that's what him. I am, yeah. Really? On HD2, it's in parentheses. Okay. In an hour of middays. Everybody loved that first season, and everyone was in, talking indeed. about it. I've never Second seen season, it. Second season, not so hot. A couple episodes were just dreadful, in fact. But I still wanted to watch the third. I don't know if I will now. I and I don't see how the writer's strike affects it because it, they've already done the show. No, 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 right? no. They're not. They're saying with the writer's strike now making new shows um, rare because no. they're not currently writing. So you have something that was written and had high equity with the public. I mean, put it on the map, Apple TV. That is that. Uh, and I agree. And I don't. And I can't. I can't put my finger on why people say it was perfect for the pandemic. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, I didn't watch whatever that thing was with the guy and his tigers, and he was. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't Tiger watch King. that either. I did. Well, no, I'm saying. I mean, I what I did watch it, but I was like, this is great television because of the pandemic. Thank God for the p- pandemic. <laughs> it was just a good show. Yeah, a good show. Then people show associate no with else? the pandemic because of the yeah. timing, but I don't think it was designed to be pandemic related you know tiger king was really who's your television <laughs> oh I, I watch bits and i'm like i can't finish it <laughs> too, too much uh, i'm still enjoying ted lasso but it certainly has an after school special vibe this season that's from the crystal city clam hammer who jackson used to put on his mount rushmore but now thinks he might be intelligent so he's taking him off his mount rushmore. okay correct and yeah well i think that that is fair I think in a world where the anti-hero television has taken over since Sopranos, I mean, you look at every show that's really popular, it's full of anti-heroes. And this is a show that is constantly optimistic, constantly positive. And I think 
that is more of the rarity of it, which makes it unique, which maybe 20, 30 years ago wouldn't have been unique because we didn't have the anti-hero thing now. But every big show on television features an anti-hero in some sort. Uh, that may be the case. I'm not 100% sure of it just because I don't think I watch as closely as you do, Jackson, with goodorbad.com. And, I, and, I, and listen, here's the deal. I don't necessarily know why I don't think it's great this time around. But I just I, I remember thinking how great the show was first watching that first season and almost being, in a way, in awe of it and now going, oh. So here's my theory, Jackson. My theory is you love the show, gave you such positive vibes, and you're pro-positivity mm-hmm. that you don't want to be critical of something that gave you so much positivity and represented positivity in a, in a time of social media snark. Maybe that could be the case. I, you know, if you look under the hood, I could see that being the case. I look under his hood. I'm not going to look under the hood. I just think that 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 kind of optimism and that kind of positivity is missing from prestige television as of late. And so it kind of fills that void. And I think after a long period of time, it does start to feel preachy to some. And that's just kind of understandable. Uh, you know, shows like this probably have a shelf life, and I, I hope they do wrap it up after this season, kind of like Succession. Like, you don't ever want to run too far past that point. You'd rather go out a little early than a little late. Yeah. Well, the Ted Lasso character, Jason Sudeikis, was so likable in that first season that that was kind of the show, I think. Regardless of what else was going on in the show, he carried it with his personality and his unique way of, of coaching, and now that we're kind of over that. It's been, what, three years since it came out at least. Maybe we just kind of got, got tired of the, of the, of the storyline. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hate this guy already. Not enough butt play anymore. Watch yeah. this. Is the show, or no, watch this. In the show or in life. Sup, Doug? It's from Brian Henson who covers the Colts. Why would he address that to me? Go cover the Colts or high school sports or whatever it is is your bailiwick. Pacers. Yeah, wouldn't you think it'd be a lot of basketball there in Indiana? A lot of draft picks this year for the Pacers. Who do you think they're going to grab? Best player available. Boys, Ted Lasso's dropped off precipitously. We started season three, and then Albany, it after two full episodes without a single laugh. Doug, what did I just read? They went to Albany? I missed that episode. Upstate New York, I guess. Capital of New Sorry, York. Sorry, I flew in to go to Cooperstown. Yeah. It's what a lot of people do. They watch a little bit of Ted Lasso, and off they go to Albany. <laughs> it's the really, capital of New to York To really now. think things over. It is indeed. Yeah. It's close to, it's where you fly into if you go to Cooperstown. Yeah. You had a great trip there. <laughs> Doug, rank your favorite cities in New York. Nice. Real nice. Favorite cities in New York. Uh, uh, I guess New York. Wow. <laughs> would be the obvious one. Bold take. Uh Buffalo. I can only rank the ones I've been to. Cooperstown, three. Nice. And uh, Long Island doesn't count as a city, does it? What about Niagara? Yeah, I'll count it. I'll count Long Island. You would? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, that would have probably got in there before Buffalo. So New York, Long Island, Buffalo, and Cooperstown. Nice. Sick Mount Rushmore. I've never been to Syracuse to know. All I hear about is how much snow they get. So you ever stop cool. at Brooklinen when you're... Long Island. <laughs> of course I did. Of course. Again, Dave is prime. That's from DraftKings Cal. Dave is really good. I really enjoy Dave. 
See, I heard that got too dark. I'm in the middle of succession and kind of blown away by it. Oh, why? I don't want to. I don't want to watch too many at a time, though. I kind of want to savor it. You know, like how our boys cook the meat. You know, slow cook it in my green oh, egg. Oh, Billy Bill. Huh. Oh, Billy Bill. Like, how long are those episodes? Hour. They're hour. But yeah, I'm on season. Almost done with season two. And it's yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's a real accomplishment to have knocked those out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking for an award or a pat on the back there, Doug. Oh, okay. I just will say I didn't believe the hype necessary. Same to Game of Thrones. It took me and a while. It lived to... up to it for you. It did. I mean, I don't know I, how I'm you can watch that and not enjoy that show. Oh, it's great. It's, I mean, it's sick. Sick, sick. It's an all-timer. This is the last season, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Probably how many more? Two. Two, Two more episodes. episodes. Yeah. And so will it end on Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, I think so. I may catch up to you guys. I hate that. Well, I'm going to handle it. You don't want it to be over. Well, I mean, I'm just going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Las Vegas. I'm not going to sit in my hotel and watch a succession. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Hell, I don't know. Oh, that'd be so hot. It's unfortunate. It, 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 could, it could be a weekend if we're just like, oh, my God, let's go to bed. Let's wake up. Let's go eat. Let's go back to bed. That's where it is now. Game has changed. Yeah. Catching up on sleep is almost like a vacation in itself. So, <laughs> I, I commend you for that. That might be what it is, Plowhawk. Okay, if uh, anybody in the audience has dealt with an accident that caused injuries, uh, you know that things can spiral out of control quickly. That's where C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm come into play. Loyal TMA listeners and St. Louis natives who still live and work here in the city, unlike some of these big law firms you'll hear that just come in and then they delegate to uh, somebody fresh out of law school to try to get a settlement. That's not the way they work. They live in the area. They work in the area. They care about their reputations. They're trial lawyers, meaning they won't settle if there's an obstacle or complication in your case. In fact, most cases have them. And Doug and CD will overcome those obstacles and take your case all the way to trial if necessary. It's long go bigs. Injury law. They accept personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Go online at Bigs. Dot com And remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Coming up at 945, we have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email that a huge prize day today. Courtesy of James Carlton, we're giving away four tickets to the Cardinals and Brewers tonight. And courtesy of the Cardinals, for Golf Umbrella Day, we are giving away two tickets to the Cardinals and Dodgers next Sunday. So that is coming up with Clayton Kershaw and Jordan Montgomery on the mound, and you get two tickets for that. So six tickets for today's design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Well, he's the great communicator. Doug often credits him for being there. I've never, I've never one time credited him with being there in Berlin. I love that video. It was Reagan, I tell you. No, it was Mark Hanna, and that's, you know, just like a microcosm of what Mark Hanna can do for you. You know, he is, uh, he is the great communicator. He is so knowledgeable about finance and so you know a lot of people are knowledgeable about finance but the way mark conveys that message to his client is what's so key after that first phone call i'm telling you you'll be convinced like i agree with that this is my guy right here i agree with that part and it'll give you the confidence going forward to know if you need to make a change to your plan that mark set up for you you can get on the phone with him and you'll feel better getting off that phone when you got on it and to me that's worth everything that's exactly why i work with mark Hanna. it's exactly why you should work with mark Hanna. there it is mark Hanna 314-889-0503 go online at evergreenstl.com. I don't know the numbers, but my guess would be 15 of the 16 Sweet 16 members of the Michelob Ultra J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship have at least a putting green in their backyard. I would imagine most, though, probably have a green complex 
and maybe a half have about 150 yards uh, that they just use as a par three, different pin positions yeah. to All just right. kind of flight the ball in like the Plowhawk did from, was that 130 out with the seven iron? But it was yeah, flighted. just a light seven iron. <laughs> Those that don't have the putting green in the backyard. They lose in the first round. Well, they're in homes that back up to Bell Reeve or St. Louis Country. That's correct. So That's actually correct. So they just really need yeah, it. They just go on out there. Driving yeah. the ball three yards is cool. Impresses your buddies, but scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green skull a chip and three putt your way to double bogey while tour players get up and down two thirds of the time scratch golfers still only get up and down about half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour players like Masters champion John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green. But if you watch, if you want a golf green that puts true and gives you real grass performance while practicing chips, pitches and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis' exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Go to clubhouseturf.com or call 314-834-2339 and let them know you're a TMA listener. It's clubhouseturf.com. Let them know you are a TMA listener when you reach out to them. Clubhouse Turf, how nice would it be to just go out there and get some work in and be peaking when the Michelob Ultra, Jay Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championships going on, and when the Dotem's going on, wow! To be peaking right then, they oh, just be gosh. firing on all cylinders. Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't they? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be nice to have that? It'd be nice to just one time in my life fire on all cylinders. Yeah. Maybe this is your week. Well, it's doubtful. It's it's, it's doubtful. My game's not getting better. It's getting worse. What's the problem? We'll workshop it. Uh, basically, my swing and my uh, mental capacity to, to reason out shots, that kind of thing. Yep, I just don't have it much anymore, Tim. But to be clicking on all cylinders, man, that would be nice. At Especially the Dotem week, yeah. Uh, somebody wants us to have a moment of silence for Doyle Brunson. Doug, he passed away at 89 years really? old. Really? Texas Dolly. Man. 89. Right. I didn't realize he was that old. I remember that name. I'm forgetting who he is, though. Uh, he's a poker legend. Oh, okay. Older uh, gentleman, obviously. 89 years old. And uh, he is one uh, known for that cowboy hat. Okay. One back-to-back World Series of Poker main events in 76, 77. Certainly a different size of the field than now. He wrote uh, Super System and Super System 2, considered the Bible poker i believe i read super system when i was starting out playing god almost 20 years ago holy crap he's worth 100 million is that right good for him didn't he win one of those world series with 10-2 and that became like a really famous he won i believe he won both of them both with 10 deuce offsuit yeah and that's like now i call it the doyle brunson or something yeah Yeah. that's all i know about him you suppose he ever folded with pocket aces (laughs) I bet he did. <laughs> I don't know that he would. He didn't fall with a 10-deuce. Offsuit. I remember the first time, I guess it was maybe the moneymaker. 2003, year. Again, 20 years ago. But uh, there were so many guys that uh, Scotty Wynn, I think Doral Brunson, Daniel Granu, I think they're all in like the top 30. And that's when I got into it because you knew those guys. Now it's like I couldn't name one player that plays now. No. It's not on ESPN anymore either. That's another that? thing. How about like the, the World Poker, poker Tour? You ever see that guy? The World Poker Tour. Oh, Mike Sexton? Oh, Mike the late Mike gone. Sexton. He's gone, too. Oh, he, he died about, I feel like, seven years ago, ballpark. Man. I was, uh, this actually was a true story. Uh, some uh, talent agency 
asked if I'd be interested in doing, they were going to do a World Poker Tour new thing and asked me to send something in. So I did it, and I was going to do a play-by-play or what. It certainly couldn't have been like the analyst because I'm not good enough to be doing that. And, uh, and I was on the phone with Mike Sexton, which for me was a huge deal. And he would always say, he didn't say the ace of spades, Doug. He said the ace of spade. I don't like that. Yeah, I was about to ask no. you if you had a problem uh-uh. with that. You say the ace of club? No. Just spade. Just spade. Just spade. I don't care for and it. And I had a southern drawl. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm on the phone with Mike Sexton. I've been on the phone with Mike Sexton and Chasey Lane. And for me, those are two of the greatest moments of my oh, life. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I remember being in my uh, kitchen when we lived downtown. Grace Lofts above Flannery's there. And I was on the phone with Chasey Lane for like an hour. I'm going, what the hell is this? This is the greatest thing ever. Really? Totally. Well, it, was, it, was, it was post-Chasey Lane, so to speak. Who's the most famous person you've ever been on the phone with? Wow. Wow. That's a good question for all of us. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but you've got to. And so take out interviews. So just where you're on the phone yeah. conversing. God, I'd have to think. I yeah, mean, well, let's think. I mean, I used to talk to Ty all the time on the phone. Ty. Babylonia. Oh. <laughs> but most of the okay. celebrities were interviews. So I can't, you know, n- nobody really calls me to, hey, how you doing, Iggs? No. I don't know. Texted with Aaron Andrews. I'm just going through my yeah. contacts. Julie I talked Ann, on the phone Lisa with, Ann. with Lisa, Don. Lisa Ann might be our answer, by the way. Really? I mean, consider, I mean, fame's certainly in the eye of the beholder. I had a couple phone calls with Don Shula. Back really? In the day, just setting up that we used to do a five-minute weekly interview with him. Had to set that up a few times. My conversation that with Joe DiMaggio, which I didn't tape. Oh, yeah. That was on the phone? Yeah. Really? I well, should've. that would be the winner. Why were you talking to him on the phone? Trying to get him on the air. Wow. And he wouldn't do it? No, and he said, for all I know, you're taping this now. I said, I wouldn't do that. And we just started talking baseball and all kinds of stuff really? for like 20 minutes. And I got off. I said, why didn't I just run the tape? I'm back here. Oh. I wouldn't have played it on the air, but at least I'd have that. He always came off as a little bit bitter later in life. I don't, I don't know why. What he would have had to be upset or leery about. I mean, the media was always great to him. Yeah, I'd probably be tired of answering Marilyn Monroe questions. <laughs> yeah, could be. But he could just say that and Listen go on and do Sibian. interviews. There's a Sibian. That's my question. Somebody with a burner calling you again? It's got to be somebody who just heard that you were talking to say that's Joe yeah, yeah. Definitely somebody. Mr. Right. Mr. Coffee. He was known as Mr. Coffee to another generation. And apparently insisted on being introduced as the greatest living ball player every time really? they introduce really him at surprised by New York. That, but I've heard that. But I've been surprised. They'd have their old-timers games once a year, and he insisted on being introduced as the greatest living ball player. And clearly he wasn't. He never looked Willie like Willie Mays a, would have been, right? Or Hank Aaron? He didn't look like a guy who had an ego. Kind of unassuming. I don't know. I was never around him. But certainly Stan Musial was the guy without a much of an ego. Oh, yeah. But he'd talk to anybody. That is true. And seemed to love talking to people. He loved it. I guess it's in your personality or it isn't. Musial certainly had it. I miss players like that that could also hit bombs, but hitting for average, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school at heart. Yeah. I miss guys hitting like 330, 350. I loved Ichiro, you know. Yeah. 
single-digit home runs, but like 90 ribbies, and we hitting like 370. I think that's all about the improvements in pitching. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. The guys are just throwing so darn hard. It's now. hard to hit 102. Yeah. It's hard to hit 96, 97. Yeah. And when you see that with every pitcher out there, the starter goes – five innings, and then it's one reliever after the next going in the upper 90s. Have you seen that umpire camera? And actually, they just did it for Paul DeYoung's bomb against the Red Sox. Yeah, it's great. No, they, it's they had sick. On, on Kisner, right, too? They had Kisner the yeah, other day, but they had Paul DeYoung most recently. It's amazing how quick the ball goes from release point to needing to swing. I don't even know if I have the reaction time to do Oh, that. well, most people don't. That's why the guys that make it are superhuman. That was ins- it's insane camera view of just how hard it would be to play baseball. I, I, in, in college, every now and then we'd face a pitcher who'd throw so darn hard that it'd almost have to start swinging before the ball left right? his hand. That's really? when I realized I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I'm one, not going to be the guy. In high school, we saw one professional baseball player, Zach McAllister, who was drafted in the fourth round, yeah. 07, 06, or whatever. And he would just put on an absolute clinic. Would have pro scouts lined yeah. up. I mean, it, it was 95, 96. And in high school, that is absolutely untouchable. It, Pretty it much. Is untouchable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You high have school. to guess fastball and start swinging early. And if he ever throws a curve or takes something off, you just look sick. And that happens at the major league level, too, because they're – Pretty much have to think fastball. Yeah, I've watched him twice, and he no-hit us twice. Did he? I've watched him two times, and nobody How'd you do at the plate? I didn't, I didn't play baseball. I was just oh, spectating watching. Just watching. You were cheering on Reefer and Mace Dog. They were not playing. <laughs> God, I could not imagine Reefer swinging a baseball bat. But you might have been able to get the bat on the ball against this guy. No, I mean, if seniors aren't, I'm not, not doing that. No. It was tough. He had a pretty good career for the Cleveland Guardians. I about said... The other yeah, word, the yeah, I word. I would have liked an apology then. Yeah. Would have done that in that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm going to stay at this moment. Lee Sand. I'm, I'm through with the, uh, the E's. Well, Jim Edmonds is as famous as Lisa Ann. I got Ariana Marie, so y'all can step down now. But a lot of people wouldn't have any clue who that is. <laughs> Tuck. I you're don't. Right. You're right. <laughs> I think more people know who Lisa Ann is than Jim Edmonds. I don't know about that. I, I legitimately I think so. I would agree. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people watch porn, Doug. At, at, when I would be out with Edmonds down in Jupiter a few years ago, more people recognizing him from that housewife stuff. Oh, man, that would be well, tough. Well, you got, you got millions. <laughs> Wouldn't that be tough? You've been your whole career being one of the best center fielders to ever play, and somebody goes, hey, we'll be on that. Oh, man, that would well, be demoralizing. Multiple, multiple millions of Americans would know him just from baseball. Hey. There he is. <laughs> you know the difference? On the Housewives, he wasn't wearing a cap. Think about oh, that. Yeah. This is Jackson's hat theory. All right. Hat and helmets. Yeah, helmets Not for sure. Not good for marketability. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right, I've gone through the E's and the F's. So you're going to go with Lisa Marie. Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. To date, I mean, so far, I'm just unless there's just like one like. I just okay. don't think of it on the phone. What about you? What's your answer, Don Shula? I, I guess it's Don Shula. Yeah. Good for you, Doug. I talked to Max Bear quite a bit just to say hi. Oh yeah, Jethro Bodine. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. Yeah, I don't know if he's as big as some of the other ones. I got a phone call once in the sports department in Miami. I picked it up and I said. Uh, Hello, sports. 
and the voice at the other end says, who is this? And I said, well, who is this? In a gruff voice. And he goes, this is Bob Greasy. I said, oh, sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Greasy. What can I do for you, sir? I don't think that counts. He's not as famous as Don Shula. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You put Lisa Ann and Don Shula in a room. Who's more recognizable? How do you want to play that hand out, but who's more recognizable to people? Uh, it depends on what kind of people you're talking about. Let's say we pull up to Vegas. Uh, see, We're in the I Hooters think, lobby. I think Don Shula. I don't think everyone is as addicted to porn as you guys are. Yeah, it's not about being addicted be to porn. It's just about she, yeah. she's recognizable to a people who aren't just sports fans. And I, I couldn't, you know, it, it's, I think that, I don't know. I think that could be the case, though. I don't know. I know Don Shula couldn't go very many places without people knowing him. Yeah. With Lisa Ann, you have some people that wouldn't uh, acknowledge that they know who she is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of deal. Well, maybe just because I didn't know her until she was on this show. I didn't have any idea who she was. Great fantasy football knowledge. She sure does. Oh, man. She sure does. I'll tell you what, that. me and Tim got quite a little battle this week in fantasy baseball. What's it like to go up against the Southside Seaman? I got to say, I'm a little I, nervous. I can't, I'll never get a chance to experience going up against the Southside Seaman. I'm a little nervous. I'm George so Steinbrenner, Doug. I own the Yankees, and the, the Southside Seaman are the Yankees of fantasy sports. I don't know that they are. I, I think I'm just going to use my ads and drops. I'm going to be a lot. I'm going to think a lot more on it than what I typically do at normal matches. Let's say I'm playing, I'm going to throw out a name, Prime Ministers. Let's say I'm playing. Wow, he kind of just downgraded he your sure team. Did. And I, I don't know it. how you're ahead of me in the stadium. Uh-oh, I'm born too. I'm born too. Me too. Place. But I have, a head up, I have a heads up battle that I beat you. I don't know I how. I must have more points somehow. Or... I don't know. Prodjo's I, don't know right. I already have is. a problem with the tiebreaker scenarios here. What is a tiebreaker? I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can you be upset with no it idea. if you don't know what it is? I didn't know me and Tim have a really. This is when you're looking at the season six one from now. This is the matchup you're looking at. Is everybody? You know, it's like break. when Notre Dame rolls into town, you you get up a little bit more. You know, you circle it on your calendar. To when play you see the, the, the prime ministers. Southside seamen oh, are coming to town. Your club. Yeah, I'm nervous. I don't, I'm gonna have Alex Bregman on the bench. I'm trying to think of OBP, Doug. I'm I'm going beyond just name recognition here. Yeah. Keep your eyes out for the first place sauce bosses. I gotta say, you are very rolling. weak schedule. Excited about taking that group down. A lot of vengeance yeah. on my mind for taking down the Southside Seaman last. Year. I had a horrible week that the week I played sauce bosses. I mean, I mean, I had nights where I was like two for forty five at the plate. Yeah. Well, sauce like, bosses got in your head. That's exactly right. I was just about to say. I was so I'm living rent free in your head, Doug. Well, I wasn't the one hitting. <laughs> I took on the jackhammer bunch, and I'm down on Sunday. Who's your jackhammer? Came back. 45-second oh, jackhammer. I don't who know who is that, that is. He's like, I think he's an OG to the group, though. You guys are letting anybody in this thing. <laughs> I know he's in there. been in there for five or six years. <laughs> Iggy, you should get back in it. Yeah, Iggy, you would have fun. You wouldn't recognize no, that. I wouldn't. Team. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Well, there's somebody that doesn't want me in, so I won't be in. Well, Joe's not around anymore. Not the commissioner oh, he's, anymore. He is the commissioner of that one, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's definitely in well, charge. Well, is of he me. keeping you out now, or maybe you could bury the hatchet? That's Joe's. Won't out. happen, Doug. Oh. Oh, Joe's right on my tail. The founding father Tufts. Really New found, team name. They found something. You guys have something going on? The weekend, they found something. Did they? Special. A lot of people go into a matchup with the South Side seeming confident. An exit going. I don't know how they do it every year. Uh, speaking of uh, things that nobody cares about, 
Uh, just got this update from Dennis Miller. Doug, you know Dennis Miller? The comedian. That's correct. Sure. Uh, he's also playing in the Michelob Ultra J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. Hey, Tim, I heard your request earlier for the FPCC results to be emailed to you. I defeated Brian Ladd 2-1. and one. Thanks, Dennis Miller. Okay, thanks, Denny. Doug, did you have Ladd or Miller advancing to the I Sweet had Miller. 16? I had Miller. So you got that one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big one Up there. here, I guess. Right there. Uh, Dennis Miller, a 15.9 index, beating Brian Ladd, a 4.9. Yeah, that sounds like a sandbagger. <laughs> You'd have to be, right? As a 15-9 to beat a 4, you'd have but to But you're getting 10 pops. Yeah, but still, as a 15-9, you're probably all over the place. <laughs> I don't know about this Miller. I just don't. Iggy Cletus is debating playing the senior tees against me, but then he only gets, like, one pop. Yeah, but he said some of those holes are, like, 60, 70 yards in front of the whites. Is that right, really? He's already scouted it out? Oh, yeah, he's scouting he's it. He's there every day. <laughs> he's literally been there every day since the tournament started. Has he? I'm pretty sure. Diaper on, off? <laughs> I assume it's always on and ready There's to go. something from that okay. audio swope sent me. Larry Nickel going, Hannah, I respect your decision not to let me suck on your toes. <laughs> and I go, I got I to I send that to the plow hog to have him clip that off. That's great. Yeah. Topical since the summer. She had that sort of respect. <laughs> it was so gentlemanly. Mm hmm. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. It's a uh, nine o'clock hour. Let's wrap up the appliance discounters. Eight o'clock hour. Send your emails and big ticket giveaway today for the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning. Episode.